0: What is up, podcast listener? I am so, so excited for this week's podcast episode. I brought on Allie, also known as the Debt-Free Nurse, and she has so much powerful wisdom and insight onto the debt-free journey and where she was just about six years ago to where she is now, and really the transformation that has happened along the way. And you know, on this podcast, I am all about doing the internal work in order to create the external change, to create the life that you really want. And she shares real, raw, and vulnerable, tactical, tangible advice on unleashing Unlocking your inner mindset and, you know, doing that work in order to conquer your money mindset, in order to create the life that you want, you know, getting rooted in your values and the life that you want to hold for yourself and allowing yourself to dream bigger and not feel restricted or held back or overwhelmed by debt and money and finances. And I know as a 20 something going from the transition season of, you know, maybe you went to college or maybe you didn't. And now you are trying to figure out how to do this whole like adulting thing while also simultaneously trying to figure out your finances. Do you wanna buy a house? Are you trying to pay down your student loan debt? Build up your savings, whatever it might be, she has the tools and resources that we all need to tackle that money mindset. So let's dive in. Welcome, Allie. I am so excited to have you on today's podcast. I am so excited to hear what my audience has to think about your story and really just your insight and your input on what you have for the debt-free journey. So start off by telling just a little bit about you and your background, where you came from and how you got to this point. So my name is Allie. Um, I am a
1: pediatric ICU nurse. I have been a nurse for six years almost. Actually, no, it's been over six years now as of January. I am from Southern California. I lived there for 26 years. Um, I was very lost when I right before I graduated from nursing school, and I really wanted to do pediatrics. And I missed the application deadline for Children's Hospital LA, <laughs> and I was devastated. So I applied um, literally everywhere across the United States. Um, randomly got a job in North Carolina and um, have been there ever since. Um, I had never been to North Carolina. I had never been to the East Coast other than Florida and maybe Georgia and had no idea what I was getting myself into, but um, I took the leap and I really like it out here. Um, As a college student, I swam in college. I went to San Diego State. Um, I didn't take out a ton of loans, but it's very expensive to live in San Diego. So I ended up accumulating a good amount of debt from that. Uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do in school. So I got a kinesiology degree. I thought I wanted to go to like PA school or PT school. Um, and quickly realized that I didn't want to take out that much more debt to not make a ton of money. Um, so my mom was a nurse. She's still a nurse, actually. She's been a nurse for over 30 years. I swear I would never be a nurse. I was like, mm, that's not for me. <laughs> and um <laughs> took my CNA class and decided I really liked it. I did my clinicals for CNA and a long-term care um, for pediatric patients, and I absolutely loved it. I'm like, this is for me. Um, So I decided to go back to nursing school. I took six months off. I applied um, to Western Governors and did their pre-licensure program. So it wasn't actually too expensive. I had all intentions of paying cash for it. And my shopaholic self, who was living at home, decided I was not gonna do that. I was just gonna take out loans. Um, and yeah, I ended up with 40, $46,000 of student loan debt and also accumulated $15,000 of credit card debt. Um, and I had no savings when I moved out to North Carolina, so um, I also had no real idea of cost of living. I didn't factor in like what I would be making after taxes, I only looked at pre-tax. Um, I think I was making $21 an hour, which is what I was making as a CNA in California. So. Not making very good money and ended up getting this super nice apartment that was way too expensive. Um, and found myself working four shifts a week. Um, I started out as a 1.0, which is three shifts one week, four shifts the next, um, right after my six months as a new grad. Um, and just felt like I had to keep working overtime and I had nothing to show for it. I didn't really make a lot of friends. Um, I spent a lot of time just like working and had nothing else. So I really didn't get to enjoy um, when I first moved to North Carolina, which was kind of hard. Um, I met my ex six months into moving to North Carolina um, and then moved to the beach and really decided that was my time to like figure out my finances. Um, I had a aha moment I want to say one year into nursing where I was sitting at the gas station and I had to pick credit instead of um, debit because they didn't have enough money in my account. And I had no savings All my credit cards were maxed out. So there was no way I could even pay for gas. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I can't, like, I can't keep doing this. Like I'm working all this overtime. I have nothing to show for it. Like this cannot be my life. Um, so, I kept making excuses. I just didn't make enough. And the reality was, I just didn't know where my money was going. And I had to cut some things out. Um, so, I started reading some books. Um, my mom had given me I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit. I don't know what his last name is, but um took forever for me to read it. And then I finally sat down and read it. And I was like, hmm, okay, I'll open a high interest savings account. Hmm, okay, I'll cut some things out. Um, and then got this is a very long winded story, but like got caught up maybe a year later in the debt-free community and just had a really negative mindset around money and hated my debt and thought I was such a terrible person for having debt and just kind of like went through that rabbit hole and just aggressively wanted to pay off my debt. And maybe six months into then I had paid off at least my credit card debt. So I was on my student loans and I was like, there's gotta be a better way to do this. Like the good thing was I always kept asking myself questions, which my mentor Kat Golden, who's the founder of Nurses Inspire Nurses, she has always said, "Ask better questions." So, I kept asking myself, like, "What can I do to make this easier?" And so, I started to read like a couple of um, like self help type books, and really started tra- transforming my relationship with money, and then realized that my debt was not who I was, and that there was a better way to do this. And so I stopped working all the overtime. I got a, a PRN respite care job um, where I basically babysat for this family and um, it was super fun. I got to finally start in pediatrics um, with that family. And um, I really realized that I didn't have to kill myself to, in order to pay off debt. Um, I feel like that job kind of fell in my lap and it also opened the door for me to go into PICU later on. Um, so now I have paid off $46,000 of student loan debt. I paid off $15,000 of credit card debt. Um, and I did the 46,000 of student loan debt in a year and a half about, and I also saved $10,000 for a wedding. Um, mind you, I was combining my finances with my ex at the time. Um, we were like splitting living expenses but we never like totally combined our finances we always had separate finances which i think worked really great for us we never had problems with money um so that was that's something that i kind of push for is like everyone should at least have some separate type of accounts because it just gives you freedom as well for spending and i feel like so many couples have so much trouble navigating finances and it ends up being like Mm -hmm. a big issue um so Maybe two years ago, almost, I started my business. um, We became official last January, um, the Debt-Free Nurse LLC. um, And I help nurses pay off debt, save money, all without sacrificing things that they love. Um, So many nurses make so much money, and we want to have these rich lives. And a lot of us live like we have these rich lives, but then we have nothing to show for it and have to work overtime, or we have to work until we're like 70 years old and I'm really looking into my core values right now. And my core values are like freedom, adventure, all that kind of stuff. So I want to have that rich life now while also planning for my future and not have to work all this over time. So that's kind of like who I am, what I, what I talk about, what I'm passionate about.
0: Yes, I love all of that. And I think it's really cool to see the transformation and the journey, because I'm sure when you were in those moments, it felt like, you know, the debt free journey was so like far out of reach and so far out of your way. And just like taking that time to reflect on like who you were then and it was like necessity to be there in order to be where you're at now. And now sharing that impact and that vision and those values with your community helps you know, the ripple effect. They're gonna help people do the same and it's just very transformative all around. So I love that you called yourself a proclaimed shopaholic. I am sure that so many people can relate to that. You know, it's like all these things that we want. So share a little bit about like the feelings, emotions, and commitment that it takes when paying off debt and kind of how somebody who is in your shoes or was in like the same shoes that you were in as a proclaimed shopaholic and like wanting to pay off that down that debt but not being able to because of the emotions and the mindset with it? How do they tackle that? So
1: first I would challenge you to figure out why you're spending money. So a lot of us will spend because we are upset or, um, there's something that's triggering to us to spend. Um, and then also, uh, there's a certain situation that will make you spend money. So I like to relate it to like a lot of night trip nurses will go get breakfast the next morning. Um, and a lot of us won't account for it, but, or you had a hard shift and like you're shopping online while you're at work. Um, Or it's like a slow night at work and you're working night shift and you spend money because you're bored. Um, So identifying those triggers and those things really, really helps. And it's something that I've taught a lot of my mentees as well, just to identify those triggers. You also need to understand um, where your money beliefs have come from, because a lot of us have Mm -hmm. certain money beliefs based off of our parents, things that we heard, society, all that kind of stuff. But you get to choose your own money beliefs because whatever you believe is true. And so a lot of us have beliefs that are not correct um, and aren't serving us. And you have to figure out what you actually believe about money. So I would first challenge you to look at your mindset and see kind of like where your story is coming from. Like, what is your money story? How do you want to feel about money? And then from there, I would actually figure out what your goals are first. Because just because you're one person doesn't mean you're gonna have the same goals as someone else. And it's why I, that's the first thing that I have people do in my program is write out their goals because not everyone's gonna have the same journey. Um, after you've kind of identified what your, Your mindset is and your goals, then I would say sit down and look at where your money is actually going. So, whether that's tracking your spending, um, using an app, all that kind of stuff, um, really look at where your money is going and see if that's really where you want it to go. Because a lot of us, we spend money on things that we don't even care about and then we aren't able to spend on things that we actually value. Um, So, just looking at that and having the awareness, but some people can't even get past like looking at their bank account. I remember. I was on a call yesterday for someone who joined mentorship. And she was like, yeah, I mean, I just spend money and I just don't like, I just get paid and I just spend my money. That's 90% of us. Absolutely. And I feel like that's exactly where I was. Like i never looked at my bank account and never, I would just get the alerts that I like had overdrafted. And so mm-hmm. it just was this cycle that it's like, I was so scared to look at my bank account because I didn't have have the money and i didn't have the tools and so from there then you can create a budget and a budget is just telling your money where to go um so it doesn't have to be this thing where it's like so strict um and i liked what you said earlier about like kind of like evolving the person that you are and like talking i'm learning that the person i was five years ago is not the same person that's here today so the way that I manage my money is going to change as well. And you kind mm-hmm. of have to know that going in too, is that just because one thing worked for you in the beginning doesn't mean it's going to continue to work for you. And I do like to say that like just because tracking is great at the beginning doesn't mean that you're going to have to track the rest of your life. Obviously, you want to still have that awareness all the time, but you can be more flexible when you have more money and when you have less debt. Um, so that's kind of where I would start. I know it was like a lot of information, but I would just kind of piece by piece do one thing at a time and then you'll kind of start to like be able to do it um, every paycheck, which is great.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think that like the not looking at your bank account thing, that's something that I used to do so often. And now I force myself to like my bank account every day Mm -hmm. and just like that little bit of self-awareness and so much starts with self-awareness and realizing like where your money is going. And sometimes it's like a tough pill to swallow, like, whoa, like, what did I just spend my money on this week, you know, type of thing. So how could you help somebody or tell the girl who maybe she has a lot of money guilt, you know, she wants to stick to this budget, she wants to save money, but she also wants to live for the experiences, she wants to get her nails done, but she kind of has that mindset of like, I want to save. So that means that I can't do this. Do you like have like a restrictive mindset or how do you overcome that restrictive mindset?
1: So I used to, and I feel like a lot of like money people or personal finance people will tell you that you need to have that mindset and that you should only pay off your debt and that you shouldn't spend money on anything else. Well, I think that's BS because you're not going to stick to that just like a diet. Um, if you tell yourself you can't have something, you're gonna continue to do it. Um, and so I believe that you should give yourself personal money, but then it also ties into spending where your values are. So make a list of what your core values are and really look at what <clears throat> what those are and just, is self-care one of your core values? Well then great, then allow yourself to spend money on the things that give you self-care. So whether that's nails, getting your hair done, all that kind of stuff. Um, and one of the best quotes by remit is you can you can afford anything but you can't afford everything so the problem happens when we want to afford everything we want to go out to eat we want to do our nails we want to get our hair done we want to have the newest technology we want to have um the nicest apartment the most home decor all of this kind of stuff i made a really controversial TikTok a couple months ago and just said things that i don't buy anymore And people lost their damn minds because I said I didn't buy (laughs) home decor for every season. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, just because I don't want to spend my money on it doesn't mean that you can't. Mm. I never said that. So it's just interesting how people get triggered by things because they think they can't do it. So you yeah, pick that, a couple.
0: Yeah, t- back to the belief system. Yeah, you
1: pick a couple things that you want to spend money on. Allow yourself the money. Give yourself the money to do it. Build it into your budget, and just you will do it without guilt. Um, the other thing is also like really figuring out what your goals are too, um, and your core values as well. So I think the problem happens when we're spending because someone we either it's because we think we should spend money on that thing or it's to impress other people and it's not in alignment with yourself. And so I think I now wear all my clothes. I use all of my stuff that I buy and I don't buy things because other people told me to buy it or because I think that it will be nice for someone else. And that's because I only really spend money where my values are. Um, And I'm going to talk about that a lot, but like it's been a theme that's been coming up a lot recently and a lot of people just talk about it, but no one really like knows how to do it. Um, So I think just figuring out what your core values are and what's really important to you and really just spending there. So say like one of mine is adventure. So this year I'm really spending a lot of money and time traveling and, you know, being outside and going hiking and doing all that kind of stuff instead of doing other things. So I think you just have to figure out like what you want your life to look like and what things you want to spend depending on that.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think that's so, so powerful because you really do with anything in life have to clear out the external noise and ask yourself, like, is this true within me? Is this something I'm actually doing for me? And I know for me, like adventure is one of mine, too. And the money mindset that I grew up in because my beliefs of my parents were kind of like, you know, work pay the bills, work, pay the bills, and I am very much an adventure-driven person. I would much rather have the experiences than I would have the night out with friends or, you know, the going out to eat or the clothes or whatever it might be. Adventure is definitely something that I value too. So how do you or how did you find the alignment with your values? Was there any, like, journaling that you did or what kind of mindset work did you did? And, like, how could somebody listening to this figure out what their core values are?
1: So this is hilarious because I did a mindset intensive last week and I was like, crap. I don't even know what my core values are. Like, I kind of know what they are, but like, I don't know what it would look like to spend in my core Mm -hmm. values. Um, So I'm actually reading Limitless. Um, Love that. Yes. That also (laughs) challenges you to write down your core values as well. So if you've not read Limitless, like go read it. It's literally amazing. Um, It's by Jim Quick, I think. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So reading that book and also doing my mindset intensive, um, really forced me to be like, no, what are your core values? Because I feel like I was doing it before, but just never really like consciously was doing it. Um, but I just wrote down like, what are my core values and kind of like thought about like, okay, what do I value? So mine are adventure, freedom, um, self care slash health. And then, um, there was one more, I'll remember what it was, but. Basically, <laughs> you would write next to it, like, what would what would your spending look like if you're spending with those things? Obviously, freedom isn't going to be a spending thing. So freedom to me mm-hmm. is, I made a post about this today, is I want anyone to tell me when I need to work or w- if I can take off time from work. Um, I don't i don't want to be tied to a nine to five. I don't want to be tied to five days a week. So that's one of the reasons why I quit MP school, because I really didn't want to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I want to have the money to have the freedom. So that was more like what things that I need to do to give myself that life. And then the other two like self-care, like I get a facial once a month. That's like really great to me. Um when I was living in Wilmington, I was getting a massage once a month. And then I get my hair done like every 3 months. So those self-care things and then also it would go in with health like I spend extra money on food because I really value my health and I mm-hmm. spend money on my training program because I want someone else to do it. Um, so just kind of figuring out what those things are and like the money that you have allotted to that. So like when I was first in my debt-free journey, obviously I couldn't spend on all of these, those things. So pick your top one and spend there. So say your mm-hmm. core value is self-care and you really wanna get your nails done, then add your nails in there. Um, And then maybe add one other thing. So give yourself like $200 a month or something. So really just figuring out, one, listing your core values, two, writing next to it what what spending, what things to spend on that would go back to your core values. Um, And then from there, um, just really like writing down how you feel. So one of the things that I have my mentees do is whenever they spend money, they'll write what they spent on and they'll write how they felt and what they were feeling when they spent. So if you are totally, like, at peace and you're, you're spending because you're, you're excited, you're happy, um, that's also a bad thing, too. So don't don't spend money when you're, like, excited and happy because that's enou- – like, so I would spend when I was happy. I would spend when I was sad. So <clears throat> you need to spend when you're neutral. <coughs> so um, – and also it takes out the guilt from it, too. So, like, if you – know exactly how you feel when you're spending and you like look back afterwards. So like, say you go to Lululemon and you're like, okay, I want to buy this pair of pants. You go to Lululemon, you know what you're going to buy, you buy whatever you were going to buy and you go home. You would write down Lululemon pants that I already voted for and I felt great afterwards. You don't have the guilt anymore. You don't have the buyer's remorse. Um, and you're really aware of how you're feeling before you go and spend. And then also after you spend. Um, so that's one of the things I have people do. I know I'm like getting really off topic. That's like my ML is no, I'm okay, I'm okay, off topic. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, and then I also have, um, if we're getting on the topic of impulse spending, um, if, if you're finding yourself that you're impulse spending a lot while you're doing that, while you're writing what you're spending on and how you feel afterwards, um, if it's always an impulse or there's a reason why you're spending um you need to figure out what that is number one and number two um eliminate the things that are causing you to do that so i would journal about like maybe what was going on before so like we went and talked about like did you have a bad shift like did you get an email from figs at two o'clock in the morning that says hey buy these scrubs um you would unsubscribe from those emails. Um, And then also unfollow people who maybe are getting you, trying to get you to buy things that you don't really want to buy or make you feel like you have to buy them. Um, Mm -hmm. So I had to unfollow a lot of those like blogger people because they just force all of these things. Um, And so really just figuring out what you like and what you want to purchase is so important. And I think if you write down your core values, that will kind of come
0: yeah I love that and I feel like bringing self-awareness to what you're consuming especially like I have a whole separate email like I like hardly ever look at that is mostly like promotional emails and like there's like a 99% chance when I do look at it I'm probably gonna buy something and so just having that self-awareness and being like okay I don't need that in my life I don't need that energy or like that influence so I love that and as far as like tackling debt goes I guess do you have any advice on like the person who just feels really really overwhelmed I know you said like just to start do they start off small do they start off big like do you have any like tactical tangible I'm sure it's different person to person but like how do they start start small
1: don't think that you're gonna pay off all this debt in five minutes um and also I challenge you to separate yourself initially from the debt because that debt, I know you've heard me say this. That debt has nothing to do with you, and it allowed you to do something. Figure out what that was. So change your relationship to that debt first, Love and that. release it. This mm-hmm. pollen is getting to me. I have never had had allergies. I'm like dying. Um, it's crazy. Um, it is. I, I've never seen this much pollen in my life. Like coming from my Cal- car is like so yellow. is mine, and my car's black. I'm like you've got to be kidding me. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So I'm like <clears throat> I'm dying right now. Um, <laughs> so I would initially change your relationship with the debt. And then from there, um, mm-hmm. just kind of release that relationship and just start small. So if that means that you are finally automating your payments to pay the minimums, do that first. Then look at all your debts, sit down, have a glass of wine or whatever is your beverage of choice and write out what all your debts are, because a lot of people don't know just pay the minimums. You have no idea how much is going to what. You don't know what the interest rates are, nothing. So I challenge you to sit down and look at it and face it. And then obviously really see your relationship to it. And then from there, I would just look at how much extra you have and start just putting $50 extra a month to one of your debts. Don't do this thing where you're like, sprinkling a little bit to everything because then you're never going to pay anything off. Just focus on one at a time. Um, and I go by the, um, the avalanche method um, instead of the snowball because monetarily it makes more sense. It's going to take you a little bit longer, but the yeah, avalanche method is highest interest. So you'd pay off the one with the highest interest first. Um, and also don't get discouraged because someone did something faster than you did just kind of like take it day by day and then what i did was kind of a balancing act so as my debt went down my savings went up so i didn't wait until my debt was gone to keep saving i like saved x percentage paid x percentage to debt and then as my debt went down my savings went up because i think savings is so important because you're going to go right back into debt if you don't have a savings so that would be initially i would first If you're struggling with debt, focus on your savings. And then once you feel comfortable there and you've automated your savings and you're saving something every month and you're not pulling from that savings, then do $50 a month to your debt and then do $50 a month to savings and then maybe increase your debt to 100 if you have the money. Just kind of do a toggling act, but start somewhere. Don't feel like you have to do all or nothing. I had someone message me and I I think I... I made a post about just starting somewhere and she was like, I felt like I couldn't get to a thousand dollars for my, my savings account. So I just didn't want to
0: start. You have to start. And that's like the analysis paralysis of like, it's never going to work for me. It's so far away. I can't see the end. So I'm never going to start anyways. And it's like, you have to bridge that gap at Mm -hmm. some point. Otherwise you're going to get stuck in a vicious cycle. And
1: that's where the habits come from. So if you never have a habit of saving, you're never going to do it. So that's why I don't eliminate savings while I'm paying off debt because if you eliminate that savings, you're gonna gonna have to try 10 times as hard to get back in that habit of savings because you've not done it for however long it takes you to pay off that debt.
0: I love that and i like i think a lot of people probably don't think about saving and money as a habit you know we think about habits as like healthy eating and exercise and reading and journaling and all those things but our money habits can be the exact same and that's something i personally have been working a lot on recently and so i think a lot of the listeners can relate to that too um i know that you had talked a little bit about i think it was on your website or something that i was reading it about like extra streams of income side hustles so How did you approach that as far as adding extra streams of income and side hustles to like pay that debt down quicker if you did? And what recommendations do you have for somebody who's listening who's like, I need a side hustle or I want more income without like burning yourself out and running yourself into the ground?
1: Okay, so first I would challenge you to find money in your own bank account because it's probably there. Um, Eliminate some things first um, because like they say, more money, more problems. Just because you have a ton of money doesn't mean that you're going to be able to change your habits. Um, So find your money in your bank account first. And then from there, I wouldn't add extra shifts. I would go try to find, if you're a nurse, I would go try to find um, something that's easier, that's away from the bedside, that is going to be fun, but also give you an extra stream of income. So for me right now, that's vaccine clinics they're fun. I get free lunch. The pay is good. And I get to be outside with my friends that, so figure out what you want your life to look like too. So like some of the questions that I ask for a side hustle is like, how much money do you want to make? What do you want your life to look like? What does the job look like? What do your hours look like? How much time do you want to spend on it?
0: Mm -hmm. Circling back to your values.
1: So, cause once you start creating these things in your head, those jobs will pop up. And that's something I learned from Kat. Um, and it, it's really true. Like I, th- these vaccine clinics did not exist when I moved up here in January. And I was like, how do I only work four shifts a week, not have to pick up extra and still make money? Mm-hmm. My friend posted on my friend's website tra- or my friend's Facebook group, Triangle on An- Area Nurses in February. And she's like, hey, there's these vaccine clinics it's X amount of dollars per hour. Do you want to do them? I said, Ooh, I had just thought about that. I want to do it. (laughs) So kind of figuring out like what you want and how much money you want to make, um, is the first thing. Um, another thing I did was I sold clothes. So a ton of us have a bunch of extra crap that we don't need. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a really easy way to make extra money and you can just, it's obviously it's not consistent, but, um, one, you can declutter and two, um, it's repurposing things, so it's also, also good for the environment. Um, but you can just put that money aside towards debt or towards saving. So if you're trying to have a um, bigger savings right away, you can do stuff like that. Um, I've used apps like Mercari, Poshmark, um, and then you can use like Facebook Marketplace too. Um, so all of those things are great. Um, and then I also found my respite care job that I had talked about earlier. So I knew I wanted to work with pediatrics. I knew I wanted to stop working overtime and my friend actually worked with this kid and I was like, Hey, if there's more hours, like, you know, will you let me know? And she was like, actually, they're thinking about hiring someone else. I can't do all these hours. Do you want to go meet the family? And so just kind of like putting it out there that you want this type of job or like this type of thing. Um, something will come. Um, So, and she actually posted that on Facebook marketplace or a Facebook group or something too. So like looking for that as well, like looking through Mm -hmm. those Um, cat had done like phone us, telephone, phone assessments for insurance companies. Um, You can do what else? Um, Obviously flu clinics when they come around Um, COVID swabbing. Um, But if you want something that's like not, anything related to nursing um find out what you're good at so for me my business fell in my lap like i did not think anyone was going to pay me for it i thought that was silly but share share something you're passionate about so like when i was following all these people the de- on their debt-free journey and i was like this is like not not what i want and like this isn't the type of like relationship i want with money i couldn't find anyone who was talking about it And I couldn't find any nurses who were talking about money ever, like none. And so when I started sharing over two and a half years ago, I just posted like screenshots of my um, student loans. And I was like, woo, I've paid this much off. Like this is how much I have. And I was like super transparent. And I think a lot of people were like, wow, I have those too. Like thanks for sharing. Like I don't want to talk about money. And like, especially women, we don't talk about money at all. And so mm-hmm. I just kept sharing and kept talking about it. And I think that vulnerability like really started something. And that's kind of like when I started growing and then I had people just being like, Hey, like, what are you doing to pay those off so fast? Like, can you help me? Like, can you give me advice? And so I just was like messaging my friends and doing all that kind of stuff. And then when I did mentorship with Cat. I had no intentions on creating a business. So really like if you want to start something or if you want to do something, um, figure out like what you love to do. Um, do you love to teach? Do you love to, are you really good at something? Um, do you have a hobby that's like, could be a business? Um, and the thing is just to start, like if I would have started earlier, um, I probably, I mean, I probably would be a little bit farther than I am now, but Honestly, I was so scared to start and I was like, no one's going to pay me for that. Like, that's a silly idea. Um, No one's going to need help with that. And now I've helped over a hundred women and I've had five rounds of my, this is my fifth round of my program. Um, So clearly it was a need and it was something that people like wanted and needed. So really just learning like what your gifts are and, and how you could share those gifts in order to make money. Um, so those are kind of like the ways that I would go about trying to figure out a side hustle or find a side hustle. Um, but i really go back to journaling, like how much money you want to make, what do you want to do? What do you want your hours to look like? Um, how much time do you want to spend on it? Um, and what do you want your life to look like? So those are the things that I would suggest. Yeah, I,
0: I love all of that. And I love that, you know, I'm sure the listener listening is like thought that they were going to come on and listen to this podcast and be like this is how you pay off your debt XYZ but it's a process and taking people along that process and also like doing the internal work doing the mindset work and acknowledging that like it's not always tangible tactile things it's like you know you have to do the hard uncomfortable things and really get rooted in who you are and then it's going to have the ripple effect to your bank account and your budget and your finances and your money so I think that that is super duper powerful and I love that you know you touched on You know, finding your passions and monetizing them because a lot of times people think, like, that could never be me. I would never make it work. And I'm sure you had a similar mindset, like you said. Like, you had no intentions of starting a business. And kind of the same with my podcast. I was like, no way I'm ever going to do that. And you don't realize, like, who's watching and who's listening and how much they need to, like, see you showing up and taking action. So I think that that is so, so cool. If you could share a little bit about where they can find you now, what you're up to, you can share a little bit about your program if you want. Um, I know you're on TikTok and all that kind of stuff. So share with us where we can find you.
1: Well, I really only hang out two places, TikTok and Instagram. Um, I'm kind of spotty on TikTok just because it's one of those things that energetically takes a lot of
0: mm-hmm.
1: mice, my energy. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. and yeah um so i'm there i'm at the debt free nurse on tiktok and then i'm at the debt free nurse on instagram um i do so different things i offer i have um courses one on money mindset one on everything you could want to know about finances um and then i run a group program two to three times a year um and then i also do one-on-one coaching and i have a couple freebies too on my website my website's savingwithoutsacrifice.com um yeah that's where i kind of hang out i share a lot of great information on um instagram it's free um and i always answer my dms like pretty quickly i'm trying to be better about not being on so much i'm trying to give myself some space um and do some detoxing but um yeah if you ever send me a message i will definitely respond to it um and yeah
0: I love that. I will put all of that stuff in the show notes. That way, if anybody missed it, they can hop down there and find it as well. Any last pieces of advice or golden nuggets that you want to share before we hop off? Um, Just start and
1: always be true to yourself. So figure out who you are because I think it took me a really long time to do that. Um, And I'm kind Mm -hmm. of learning a lot about who I am. Um, But one, figure out who you are. And two, if you have a goal, just start and you'll eventually get there.
0: I love that. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming today. It was so fun. I learned so much. I know that everybody that listens to this is going to learn so much. And thank you. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me. So that way I know until next time chat soon.